The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today on WKOM, Facebook Live, as well as on Twitter. If you are watching us on Twitter, we appreciate you as well. Make sure to retweet and let folks know you're watching us. As we come to you live from the Lee Company studio here on West 7th in Columbia, Tennessee, where if you are watching on Facebook or Twitter, you can see our West 7th cam littered with orange bucket cones and a table out front that has been sitting there since last Tuesday. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Never know when you might need a. You never know table up front all i know is it's it's still kind of dreary but it's coming i'm holding out hope that the sunshine will be soon raining upon us here in the dimple and we are excited about this next segment because you missed him we missed him on monday Chip Walters joins us now on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline to tell us who in the world would want to put a camera in front of his face. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm taking offers. <laughs> it was. It was our understanding, Chip, that you had to duck out of your Monday obligation to this show to um do do oh. yeah yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, what, what that was, uh, our spring sports, we did a series of five spring sports shows that are streamed, uh, and they started basically the last Wednesday of April, no, the last Wednesday of March, and, uh, there was three more in April, and then the the final uh, is this week. It actually airs on Facebook and and Twitter. And uh, if you have Roku, it's mm. on the True Blue channel and uh, that kind of thing. But it's uh, th- and this is the final one. It's uh, uh, and it's been a different sports. We had well, we had baseball and softball one night. We had. Uh, 
we had both tennises one night. We had both golf teams, and this one is this one's football. So we had uh, Coach Stock. We had uh, both coordinators, and and it was due to their shooting schedule, their schedule to be able to shoot. We we had been doing most of them live, but um, because they they uh, they had something going on and needed to uh, shoot it early. That's you know that's where in ten o'clock on Monday morning was the time that they could do it. So that it's been shot can and will uh, air tonight at seven o'clock. And I tell you, and it, for folks who would want to catch it, it's on the uh, Blue Raider Athletics Facebook page and also. Uh, the at MT Athletics uh, Twitter account, and uh, and Coach Stock was really you know it, it's kind of interesting to get his you know take. It, it's like you know he, he almost had the uh, you know very excited like the, you know now that you know we're kind of getting as Watson Brown once told me. He said, you know, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I just hope it's not a gorilla with a flashlight. Um, and But, but you know, you, we're starting to see things get back to normal, and it's almost like the shackles are off of him. And, uh, and, and he, uh, you know, and he's excited about what he, his team, he's excited about, uh, you know, uh, the things that they've got going on, both offensively and defensively. And, you know, and I, I think that uh, – you know, Brent Deerman being there and, and, and Brent Stock still being on the staff that, uh, you know, that, that has, you know, given him, uh, a little extra rejuvenation. Uh, he likes what he sees on the field. And, and I tell you, I thought the, the coordinators, if you watch tonight, were, were very, uh, were very good, very revealing, uh, you know, and talk pretty candidly about, what they have coming back and and uh, how they hope to use them. So that again, if you get a chance to give give it a watch. Okay. Um, nice weekend for the Blue Raiders from the standpoint that um, you guys had a free agent signee as well um, following the NFL draft. Is that correct? Yeah, Robert Jones. Uh, it looked like for a while he was going to sign with. Actually, there was a tweet put out that. Uh, he was going to sign with the Lions. But, a, a tweet that I liked and retweeted, actually. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and then and then uh, and apparently I, I don't know whether something happened in the negotiations or whatever. I'm not sure how much negotiating power goes on there, but uh, I think he, he what I think happened was he had multiple offers from teams, and uh, Detroit may have been first, and then the Miami thing came up and that'll be a good spot for him. He's got a former teammate, you know, there, which that'll be, uh, that'll be good. So he, he'll, uh, and, and, you know, a lot of times, and you hear coaches say this all the time, if you're, if, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to be a sixth or seventh rounder, a lot of times you're better off not being drafted and being a free agent because you can then, uh, you know, with your agent's help, you know, pick a spot where you have a a better shot mm-hmm. uh, to to make the roster, and uh, in in a, in a in a place where you know they have needs for your position. So, Big Rob is a good player. Good, he's a good person, and uh, he'll. Uh, I'm sure living in Miami will open his eyes a little bit, uh, but uh, he'll have good good guidance down there, and uh, wish him all the best. I was kind of thinking, you know, Detroit, Miami. 
Tough call, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and you know, it, it, it's kind of cool what they've done. I don't know if you've been in uh, in Hard Rock Stadium, which used to be, you know, it was originally Joe Robbie mm-hmm. Stadium when they built it. But and I, and I went there to see the Marlins once uh, back in the day, and how how dadgum hot it was on a Sunday afternoon watching baseball. But now that they put the uh, the uh you know the the not it's not a roof it's the kind of the the awnings that out over the seats it's really really comfortable really nice place to play and keeps a lot of keeps a lot of noise in there but but uh, he'll have a good experience there for sure that's great. We're speaking on the Parks, Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, um, not the best weekend for the Blue Raider baseball team. No, it was not. You get swept at home, but, I mean, and, and, and you say but by the 16th-ranked team in the mm-hmm. country, you lose a two-run game, you lose two one-run games, and then on Sunday, you're, you're kind of out of gas on pitching, uh, and you lose, I think, the, the two one-run losses on Saturday, you know, that's that's because you're so close, you're right there, and I think that's probably hard to overcome a little bit. Uh, and, and I tell you, the, the thing about Louisiana Tech, and I was really impressed with them, There's, it's not just one thing about them that you look at and you go, Wow, they just you know do this or do that. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just very solid throughout the lineup, hitting the baseball, and they put it in play. They they put the ball in play and make you make plays. And their pitching staff is uh, very very solid. It's not like they it, every one of them that they trot out there is a world beater, but they're good. They're all good enough to beat you, and you know, and that's been their their key to success. And now if you're middle, you go from playing one top 20 team to another because now you have to turn around, go on the road to Southern Miss and the two top teams in your division. But what happened in the standings over the weekend was that UTSA uh, actually passed middle and are four-tenths of a point um, in their – UTSA's winning percentage now is – uh, 0.478 middle is 0.438 so uh, that puts middle by and, and again that's where the tie comes the tie. in drops them uh, into fourth place still in the tournament they still have a two game lead over UAB in the west uh, but you need to you need to you need to you need to try to you need to try to split this weekend and then come home and at least win three out of four against FIU next week. And FIU is in fifth place in the other division. So anyway, but I mean, Conference USA has kind of flexed its muscle a little bit in baseball. Last week had four top 25 teams. And, uh, and, and as a league, they are either the number six or seven league in the country as far as RPI in baseball. Conference USA flexing its muscle in baseball. MTSU flexing its muscle in tennis and golf here of late. Um, Headed to Oxford this weekend to take on Tulane and tennis action and just won the conference golf championship. Is that correct? They did for the third straight time. 
um, for 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 uh, for the tennis team, Jimmy Borndame's team. They, I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure when you talk about tennis teams that that uh, that toughness is one of the things that typically <laughs> is, is how you describe them. But Jimmy Borndame's tennis team, he coaches tennis like a football coach, and they are tough as nails. And the way that they go about playing, they put pressure on you. And, I mean, and they, they mentally play with uh, – they, they play in a, in a fashion that they win, they win the mental battle over you as well. And they've got the longest – home winning streak in college tennis right now they've won 29 i think either 29 or 30 in a row at the adams tennis complex here in murfreesboro and uh but they go down and i intimidated going to old miss you've got old miss belmont and tulane uh down there so uh you know I, I think their plan would be to go down uh and and they will use being the number three seed uh, behind uh, Ole Miss and Tulane as a little bit of a chip on their shoulder to take on to take on Tulane, and I'm sure they fully expect the second day to be playing Ole Miss for the championship. He said, "Chip on their shoulder." <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, what else do we need to uh, know? Well, oh, so hang on a minute. Golf today, we'll find out. You know their selection show is on the Golf Channel today at 1 p.m. Central, so they'll be in their fourth consecutive and eleventh overall NCAA tournament uh, after defeating North Texas last week. I, I have a, I'm not sure because I can't. I, I don't know how to read the final match play statistics, but MTSU won three o two. That obviously, once they won three, they didn't have to finish the other two. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the thing was, they had substantial leads in those two. three up. It, yeah, it, were... it was a, it was a, it, you know, if you can have a route in golf, it was in the <laughs> in the championship or in the championship round. Uh, it was a route uh, over North Texas. They uh, they won four to one in the the first. Uh, basically the semifinals they 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 won the uh, the thing was they were 13 shots off the lead after day one in the stroke play came back and by the end of day two had the lead then they played the third they played the third day and extended their lead won the stroke play you know in the top four go to match play uh they beat charlotte and then and then had to play North Texas, and you know, and, and they were up substantially. They won the like I mentioned, won the three, and up big in the other two. And and uh, you know, and, and Coach McIntyre, you know, really, they, he he told me he was on the, our spring sports show about two weeks ago, and and he said he goes he goes our goal is is we is to win is to get in the top four in stroke play. He goes he goes once we get he said we get into match play. Nobody's going to touch us. He goes, I'll take my guys against anybody. He wasn't. So, he wrong. wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, he was. He was not wrong. And and he's he's got a good. Now here's the here's the interesting thing is that they uh, you know they may very well end up in the Nashville regional, which will be out at the Golf Club of Tennessee in Kingston Springs. Vandy is actually the host school for that, but. 
they would normally be spending this, you know, you know, last weekend and yesterday and today practicing on their home you know, course, which is the Grove mm-hmm. in Arrington, which is unavailable this week because the Simmons Bank Open is being played there. And uh, so, you know, Mark, I talked to Mark and he said uh, that uh, their plan was, you know, basically as, as soon as they find out where they're going is, you know, and it would, it'll start, the regional will start next Wednesday, but he said, we'll, we'll try to go wherever we're going, you know, three or four days in advance to get a little extra practice on that course. Uh, you know, they, they do have playing privileges as well. They have an indoor facility out at champions run in Eagleville. Uh, they do have playing privileges at stones river. They have playing privileges, uh, at, uh, at old fort, which old fort's one of the best public courses in the state. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, and so, you know, he, he wasn't worried that uh, they weren't going to get to practice out at, uh, out at the Grove, but, and which by the way, you talk about indoor, they have a new indoor facility at the Grove that will have a soft opening coming up in the first week or so of uh, June. And it is fabulous. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's part of the, 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 the range uh, area at, at the Grove. And uh, it has the three indoor bays. It's going to have all the bells and whistles. I mean, and it and it's built where it fits into that whole Grove development. It looks like just uh, like another one of the houses that's, that's in that development, and it's fantastic. And it's going to, you know, to be able to have that as your home course, have your have your uh, facility there, uh, and they already recruit very very well. It's just going to be that much better. Uh, you know, and it, to to be able to have that to sell, and and the Grove actually, I mean, they do such a great job uh, when middle hosts an event there, or when the guys come out to play and practice, they uh, they treat them just like their members. Um, speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. And, I just um, wanted to know if if Chip wanted to be in this. Uh, this pro am group that we've that we've noted today the the region's golf classic down in Birmingham chip has a a five some one of them nobody here cares about but, and wouldn't know if I told you who it was although well, he's, a JS, anyway. he's a he's a JSU grad and WJOX radio host Ryan Brown but he is in he he's in a five some with John Daly Clay Travis Taylor Hicks and Eddie George. <laughs> How would, how would you like to follow wow. that that group around today? Uh, man, <laughs> uh, that, that that's quite the that's quite the eclectic group, and <laughs> and you know, and and Ed, Eddie George is the is the calming influence there. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, out, out of that out of that group, yeah. I, I hope that's, he's uh, that's interesting. I hope he's um. Gonna sign a couple of kids while he's down there <laughs> in his duties as Tennessee State football coach. Um, Chip Walters, yes, sir. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday morning on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We appreciate, I appreciate it. it very much. Should Thank we ex- and, uh, should we expect to get back on schedule next week? I, I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't because uh, this, like I said, this was the last of. Of uh, of the uh, of our spring sports shows, and again that's tonight at seven. So you want to you know if you're a Blue Raider football fan and and uh, 
tonight would be a good night to tune in. You get an hour with Coach Stock, Coach Deerman, and uh, and uh, Coach Coach Schaefer. So uh, that, that'll be good. But I think we should be back on schedule for Monday next week. I, I'd really like to queue up. I'm a Blue Raider fan. The, um, <laughs> the what was that kid's name that kicked under boots? Uh, 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 it was. Uh, 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 last name was Thrasher. Thrasher, the Thrasher brothers that did the Thrasher brothers. Yep, the, and uh, the, yep. the bus line, the charter the, bus line. Well, well, I'm not so sure if they're confused. related. This they I, this I, was they were they were they were a uh, they were a country music family, and I do think I do think there may be some relatives. I think so. As part of that. Yeah. My, Neil Thrasher, Neil Thrasher, Neil Thrasher. Yeah. But they, yep. when he kicked in the mid eighties, they, they did a song. I'm a blue Raider fan. Oh. Our and game is football Neil, and boots is our man. That's right. And Neil is the lead singer on that song. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my grandmother's maiden name <laughs> is Thrasher. So let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chip, thanks for hanging out with us, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you Monday. All right. Thank you, guys. All righty. That's Chip Walters, the voice of the MTSU Blue Raiders. Just win, baby. Just win. And we're happy to have him on the show when we get an opportunity. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk um, – some Braves and some other baseball action. The Sounds played last night, and we'll talk a little bit about Ryan Weathers, who did end up getting in the game despite not starting. So, yeah, all of that on the part uh, <laughs> Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. the teams you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint as we quickly approaching the bottom of the hour happy to have you along with us here on facebook and twitter and wkom and all around the world on FrontPorchRadioTN.com. We are live in the Lee Company studio here on West 7th. And if you are watching, we appreciate it. And you can see our West 7th cam as still not super pretty, but it is what it is. So we'll take it. It's not raining currently. So cloudy is still better than rainy. We'll take that. It's time to talk a little bit about uh, baseball. And last night I was I, I was really upset because I was 
I guess I was getting ready like I was watching the Braves, and then I had to go deal with Charlie for a little bit. And when I got back, um, she was finally asleep, and I got back downstairs, and it was 923 or 925, something like that. And I was like, oh, crap. If Ryan only pitched the first inning, then I missed it. So I'm still trying to sign into my MLB.TV account, which I don't pay for. It's just it's a free account. But but the free game last night was the Padres and Pirates. So I wanted to watch because it was alleged that Ryan Weathers would start. He did not start. Alleged. <laughs> uh, that's what we were told. We were wrong. Uh, they were wrong. And he did not start, although the announcers said, well, he had his, he had his spikes on and his glove in his hand, so he's ready either way. <laughs> And he came in in the third, uh, gave up two doubles promptly, one of which scored a run. Uh, and from there, it was a ground ball to the second baseman, a fly out to the shortstop, and then a strikeout in the bottom of the – or the top of the third. And then in the fourth, he gave up another double. Um, I think it – I think also a single – and then got a pick off. He picked the guy off first and then got two more outs and did not give up another run. So Got a story about Ryan Weathers and pickoffs. Oh, that's always fun. So his junior year, they played, um, Loretta played Columbia Academy down at Hawkins Field on the Vanderbilt University campus. He takes a perfect game, I believe it was, into the seventh. He takes a perfect game or a no-hitter. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was at least a no-hitter. for six. I'm pretty sure it was a perfect game. For six and two-thirds, walks a guy. Mm. Picks him off, ball game. <laughs> Face the minimum. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Um, but no you, perfect game. That's so sad. as you were saying, three doubles and a single in three innings. Gave that, up the one run. And his ERA ballooned. <laughs> Almost doubled to 0-9-3. 0-9-3 with the one earned run in three innings as the Padres lost 2 nothing to Pittsburgh. He's now thrown 19 in the third, which and, – Oh, has, and he only has 17 strikeouts. He only has 17 now. strikeouts. So his his strikeouts per inning pitch is, is, is slowly uh, diminishing, although his strikeouts per nine are still nearly nine. Yeah. <laughs> so – and then his walks and any walks and hits per inning is oh seven two. So you know, the way know. the way they're utilizing him is really fascinating. Um, the short stints, mostly out of the pen. Although I think he has made a couple of starts. Again, was was supposed to start last night and didn't. But it's um, I don't know if this is the new wave of of. Managing your pitching staff is just going with short stints with everybody. Denilson Lamette um, made the start. I think he was coming off the IL for San Diego. Went two innings, gave up four runs, but um, two shutout innings. And then Weathers comes in behind him. He was the second of six pitchers that the Padres threw in a 2 nothing ball game. And... You know, 
I'm I'm not sure. I don't know enough about the Padres or their pitching staff, other than they do have Joe Musgrove, who threw a no hitter a couple of weeks ago, the first in franchise history. But um, maybe this is a concession to the short season last year and the lack of work that a lot of people got. I'm I'm not sure, but it's just it's odd to me the way they're going about things. Uh, whatever. I mean, we know that bullpen games exist. Well, they Not used to, every day. They well, that's true. They, <laughs> they, it's it is a very weird situation in that they're. I mean, it seems like they're only throwing everybody three innings or less. Mm-hmm. It's very odd, but I guess you do you, San Diego. It's clearly um, pitching wise, it worked last night. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a two nothing ball game. They're Offensively, they just didn't get it done against um, and you, Mitch Keller and a host of others for the for the Pirates. And that's not what you expect out of San Diego. I mean, I think we all expected San Diego's offense to kind of be their bell cow. Tatis was not in the lineup last night. Tatis was not in the lineup last night. the The shortstop um, was um, Kevin Newman. No, that was that's Pirates. I'm sorry. I was like, that's not right because somebody Kim Kim Ha Shong. Okay. Yeah, Kim Ha Shong was this, and in the second inning, dude made a couple of fantastic plays. I'm talking about fantastic plays, and I, I was, um, he he made a running catch on a pop up behind third base, and then Machado missed a hot shot backhand play, and not Machado's fault. It was not an error at all. Um, it hits off the heel of his glove. Ha Shong goes and gets it, turns, picks it up, throws to Machado at third, turns around, tags the guy coming to third, gets an out. There you go. <laughs> it was a wild play, but it was a fantastic play. Anyway, I there, there was some local flavor in that Pittsburgh lineup as well as former Brentwood High and Vanderbilt standout Brian Reynolds went two for four with an RBI and. Ex Brentwood Academy catcher Jacob Stallings was 0 for 3, but drove in a run with a fielder's choice. He hit a ground ball to second base, I think it was. And there was a runner at second who was moving on the pitch, and he just kept going to the point that Hosmer pulled off the bag trying to get make the play at the plate, got slid in ahead of it. So I guess Stallings was charged with a um, fielder's choice but got an RBI on an infield grounder. Well, he was not credited with an RBI. Was he not? No. Hmm. Whatever. Who are we and well, what do we know? Well, I mean, he's got an RBI in the box score. I don't know when it would have come up because there were only two runs scored. Not the box score I'm looking at. <laughs> so I guess that's a <laughs> that depends on what box score we're looking at. <laughs> Go figure, right? Go figure. <laughs> Who knows? I swear there's not an RBI on this. That's so weird. Anyway. Um, I'm looking at MLB um, in the top of the six. Jacob Stallings reaches on a fielder's choice. Eric Gonzalez scores. So. But – are you looking at the the actual box? Yes, score? where it says three zero zero one. Yeah, yeah. 
I have I have three zero zero one as a walk zero RBI. Someone must have mistyped it then. <laughs> anyway, any- they must have because he didn't walk. Yeah, or maybe he did walk. He's only he had three. I don't know. Uh, well, I've got a an RBI and a walk. Oh, well, there and, you go. But at any rate, at any rate, he hit an infield single and drove in a run, yeah. <laughs> which is. Or an infield fielder's choice mm-hmm. and drove in a run. So, go figure. Um, if he would hit the ball farther, there would be no question. Like, <laughs> like, Huskar <laughs> Nioa. <laughs> Wait, try that word. That guy. Waskar. 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 You know, uh, that yeah, guy. Yeah. What about the swing? What I mean, the pose down after All the I- <laughs> All I know is he hit the ball, and he knew that he hit it 427 feet. I don't know if anybody else knew. But he knew. But he knew because he, he walked knew. out of the box. <laughs> he pulled a Ronald Acuna Jr. And the thing is, for a pitcher to do that, who's got to go back out to the mound later, you know, that's. I mean, absolutely. Just hey, Well, you know what? When he went back out to the mound, guess what he did? Shut, shut him down. Yeah. I mean. What? But that ball was crushed. That ball was crushed. And, again, the Jaime Garcia trade comes into play because he was the last Braves pitcher to hit a grand slam. And on the very next day, he was traded for Waskari Noah. There you go. <laughs> so, there you go. I think I saw he was the first pitcher. Well, I, I retweeted it. I can't remember. First pitcher in about seven or eight years to homer in consecutive starts and the first brave to do so since um Lou Burdett and Warren Spahn did it both he's, in 1961 but he's the first one to do it in his back-to-back starts ever for the Braves organization the first pitcher to hit home runs in his back-to-back starts hmm that's what Chip said last night. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and he may have said Atlanta and not Braves. Yeah, I think that's Which think, very well could have been the case. I think that's the case because, again, Burdett and Spawn apparently did it. And Jason Stark tweeted that. So if oh, I. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's just go with him. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, dude is three, three and one on the year. Two three six ERA, and here's the thing: and crushing balls. Yeah, well, not just that. He's driven in more runs than he's allowed. That's correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's wild, is what that is. Um, I, I I feel like we went from Waskari Noah as an opener to he's potentially our number four starter. Well, he's he's a better option than Drew Smiley. Well, I'm a better option than Drew Smiley right now. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> but he's a, yes, he's also a better option than you. He is a much better option than me. I, I feel like this is this is good news for the Braves. And and once again, copy coming through with the young talent evaluation. Yeah, we miss you, copy. <laughs> that's all I'm saying 
So the Braves and the Nats go at it again tonight. 6.05 start. You can hear the pregame beginning at 4.50 today on our sister station, WKRM FM 103.7. Max Freed comes off the IL. He and bringing his 11.45 ERA with him. But good news for the Braves. Eric Fetty is starting for the Nets. Two and two, Uh-oh. four, four, three. Yeah, cute, cute Joe Simpson and Ben Ingram. <laughs> We're going to get some runs off this guy. <laughs> this is, uh, what's the guy from Chicago <laughs> oh. that we beat up twice now? Oh, oh, Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. yeah, this is basically Washington's version of Kyle Hendricks, exactly. Versus the Braves, so yeah, we're gonna get some runs off this guy. So, um, I guess I, we. I hope we do anyway. We need to. <laughs> I mean, we just need to keep guy. You know, it was a score four scoreless last night, and had the uh, had the the home run by Ronnie in the fifth, which gives him the major league lead. She so got eleven. 10, 10, 10, and then five runs in the sixth, and that was it. So, so do we see Enoa as a pinch hitter tonight? <laughs> we might see him. Yeah. When we play my, my, uh, American League teams, do we maybe the DH. Noah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. Where does, where does he stand in as far as the team ranks, as far as RBIs? Uh, he's got six on the year, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know where that is for the team, he's, but he he has more than uh, probably got more than Dansby. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we DH for Dansby and just let you know a hit? Uh, anyway, uh, give us this day in Braves history, Mo. This day in Braves history on May fifth, nineteen fifty three, in the second game of a twin bill at Milwaukee's County Stadium, Braves hurler Max Sercant strikes out. The hitter for the third out of the second inning will continue to fan hitters until there is one out in the fifth inning en route to a 10-3 victory over the Reds. The eight consecutive strikeouts establish a new major league record surpassing the seven shared by Dazzy Vance of, <laughs> the, great name. of the 1924 Dodgers. And I think this is Van Lingle Mungo of the 1936 Dodgers. So... Well, anytime we can knock a Dodger off the there we go it's record a good thing. books, it's a good day. So it's a good thing. Sorry, Pernell. Uh So, so perhaps Max Sercant can channel Max Freed or vice versa, or vice versa. Yeah, and and we can have a, a good night tonight. That would be ideal. That would be good. Before <laughs> we get out of this segment, as you mentioned, um, the Nashville Sounds opened the season last night at the Toledo Mud Hens, fell eight six. And hit four dingers. Four dingers accounting for the six runs. That's <laughs> and that's not exactly efficient use of your power, but hey. Exactly. They'll get another shot today. And, <laughs> and we'll, the next five. And we'll discuss this and more with Sounds play-by-play announcer Jeff Hem during the second segment of our show on Friday. That hopefully will be a regular thing every Friday over the course of the sound season. Yes, looking forward to it. All right, that's going to do it for the baseball segment of the day. <laughs> and we will come back, and it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, coming to you live from the Lee Company Studio. 
When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. That's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, we are here from the live in the Lee Company studio on West 7th on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Young, Mo Patton, Coach Mike with you here on this fantastic, I guess, uh, we can call it a fantastic Wednesday, as it is not raining, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Literally, that's all that matters, um, because we're probably going to get some ball games in today. So that's that's what we're here for. If you missed any part of today's show, podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Give us a rating. Uh, no reason not to. Let us know. How we're doing. We appreciate that. SM-TN Sports Today or SM-TN Prep Sports Today. Our special guest podcast is also available. You can just search it, SM-TN Sports, and all three of them will come up. Subscribe to all of them. Uh, although you know that you're going to get a podcast every day. So whether or not you have notifications, that's okay. Just whenever you need to to listen, you may do so. It'll be there. It'll be there. Um. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and it's time to tell you about our friends at JJ's Barbecue, the best barbecue in all of Columbia, the oldest of the family-run barbecue joints in town since 1998. Julie and her family have been serving up some fantastic pulled pork and turkey and those half-baked potatoes at lunch for $6.95 with a drink. Can't beat that. So, there you go. Now, let's get into it. What do you say? What do you say? Um, so, this one comes semi-locally. As um, in March in Lebanon, Tennessee. Um... A couple decided they were tired of being locked up in their assisted living home and busted out in March. They said, we're done. 
they both have dementia and Alzheimer's, and so they were in like a locked wing. But here's the fun part. The husband used to be in the military, and he was trained in Morse code, and (laughs) that's training to memorize patterns. So he'd listen to the staff punch the key code on the door, and eventually he cracked it. He figured out the key code by the by the sound. Sure that that diagnosis is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, the next sentence says, "Are we sure this guy has dementia and Alzheimer's? Because I have neither, and I'm not sure I could do that." (laughs) There you go. Uh, The home was fined two thousand dollars by the state for allowing them to escape. Now that's that's kind of wow. That's tough. That's, That's tough. You didn't allow them to escape, hence the word escape. escape. It wasn't like... We didn't hold the door for him, you know. Now, now uh, this reminds me of a, a, a little hometown flavor where in Walker County, Alabama, we had some prisoners escape from the county jail using peanut butter. They put, because the cameras are black and white, they put peanut butter over the door number and they would just and they and they stood at the door and i guess the person who like opens doors didn't realize what the door number was that it was to outside and they just opened the door and they walked right out (laughs) that would be letting someone escape this is not letting someone escape no no this is not that's that's just a little Experience and ingenuity, you know. I mean, I think it's like the question, like like Mike said. I mean, are we sure these these folks are, you know, that their capacity is diminished? Because it certainly doesn't sound like it was. Maybe they're actually acting <laughs> to, to keep people from watching them too close. <sighs> that was tough. All right, so um. Some more. Mm-hmm. A- at this point, listen, you guys know that I love country music and I love honky tonks and I go to Broadway on occasion. Okay? I, I will go down there. Typically don't like to go there on Saturday nights because things like mm. this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about the Kid Rock ordeal where the guy slings his colostomy bag around, takes his colostomy bag off, and slings it around in the bar? Now... I've called for the closing of one particular bar in Nashville on DeMundbringen Street because of it just being a dangerous place. This place needs to be closed down because the people there are just dumb. And it's every single week. I mean, it's like clockwork on Saturday night. If you turn on the Nashville scanner, (laughs) police are going to be at Kid Rock's. I mean, it is a guaranteed going to happen. I don't know why people get so crazy there, but I guess he needs to take because his, they can. He needs to take his bar and put it in the country. You know what I mean? Like, and, and by the, I, I'm saying, like, if you're gonna have crazy wild people, I don't want them around ten thousand other crazy people. So, anyway, that's. And that's how that's you're disturbing. Just, you're walking around the bar minding your own business, and all and of a poop. sudden you're getting yeah. stuff slung on you. Like, I mean, uh, no, no, thank you. No, that's a fight waiting to happen right there. That's exactly what that is. Mm. Um, how did that guy get out of there? Uh, in handcuffs. 
was lucky. <laughs> yeah, you're right. right. No, really, because like if that happened to me, he'd be out in an ambulance. That's what I'm saying. So he was lucky he got out in handcuffs, in handcuffs instead of a body bag. That's that's uh okay. So now, as a DJ, I have equipment like lights and sound equipment and that sort of thing. Well, 59-year-old Rodney Thomas in Jonesboro, Arkansas, apparently also had some equipment that uh, someone apparently... Lifted? No, he sold him a disco ball. And Rodney decided, you know what? That disco ball was worth a little more than $20 to me, so I want it back. But that guy, he said, no, I'm going to keep the disco ball. So Rodney pushed him and attacked him. And then was promptly arrested for robbery and theft. I'm not sure if that means he got the disco ball back because, well, the reports just don't say. So he was stealing his own well, disco his, ball. His, his former disco ball. Yeah. Because he already sold it. It right. is no longer his. But he had sold it. Yeah, it was his disco ball at one time, and he wanted it back. So he mm. decided to just go ahead and take it. By force, because apparently that's what you do. I don't know. Anyway, oh, I guess we can have one more if you guys are up for it. Um, sure, why not? Why not? I mean, at this point, yeah. What are we doing here? Um, a nineteen-year-old woman um, recently moved from Oklahoma to a super cheap apartment in Arkansas, sight unseen. She moved in, and then she realized that she'd been in a room in the retirement home. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, a week later, quote, I saw the sign reading Senior Citizens Apartments. I realized I accidentally moved into a retirement village. But believe it or not, she says it's going well. She started making friends with her neighbors, and quote, I've never had so many home-cooked meals in my life. So basically what she's saying is, I might want to move to a retirement. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, that's going to do. The price is right. (laughs) Right? Around here. Hmm. uh, (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us today on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. We really appreciate it. Um, (laughs) Yes, Dad, I will tell Mo about my pitching start versus corner. It was great. For three innings, <laughs> we'll be, hey, you could be we'll, an opener. We'll be back to we'll be back tomorrow on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today on WKOM and WZYX. We appreciate it. Stick around for whatever comes next. I don't know. Your home for high school sports talk in Southern Middle Tennessee. This is one hundred one point seven WKOM, Columbia, Spring Hill, Franklin.